Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, there it is. Should I start again? I'm just going to let it go right here. Splendid. All right, a little halting start, start there. No no matter. We are running today, this Halloween. Lots going on, lots going on. Monday. Um, so um, we're it, my daughter has um, singing lessons in 20 minutes or so, so I'm going to have to take off and come back. And yep. maybe you'll be... Oh, hello? That was you. Oh, yeah. And uh, so maybe you'll be doing it. All right, let's get right to it. I want to start with this Atlantic article. Yes. That I think, I, yeah, I didn't know you saw this. That I think is beautiful. That says, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. Emily Oster. In April 2020, with nothing else to do, my family took an enormous number of hikes. We all wore cloth masks that I made myself. It's like, oh. <laughs> we had a family hand signal, which the person in front would use if someone was approaching on the trail and we needed to put our masks on. Once, when another child got too close to my then four-year-old son on a bridge, he yelled at her, social distancing. <laughs> These precautions were totally misguided. In April 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Outdoor transmission was vanishingly rare. Our cloth masks made out of old bandanas wouldn't have done anything anyway. But the thing is, we didn't know. Oh, really, Emily? <laughs> Who's we? Well, okay, go ahead. Keep going. I have, I have many thoughts, but you can keep going for now. Uh, I might have hit the paywall. Okay. Well, anyway, so so basically the idea of this, and this has been going around all day today, is that we need to be nice to the people who were psychos about COVID all this time because they were so nice to us, obviously, yes. when we were saying it the whole time. But the bigger problem that I have is even if you're willing to say, like, I'm going to be the bigger person and forgive you for being a complete effing lunatic who made everybody's life miserable for years, even if we're at that point... We can't even get there right now because a whole bunch of them are still doing it. 
Do you know what I'm saying? They're not. Yes. I can't <clears throat> forgive you for acting like a lunatic during COVID because you're still acting like a lunatic. You're not at the point of wanting me to forgive you because you still want me to put a mask on. Kathleen Parker wrote a big piece in the Washington Post That's the other true. day that we all need to put masks. But back also, on. Oh, since when? Since when are we now doing the? Oh, by the way, we're gonna rub the slate clean. Yeah, kumbaya. F you, lady. You didn't rub the slate clean. You were an asshole during this thing. Yeah. You were a jerk to me and everybody else and accused people of killing grandmothers and this and that. You're you were a jerk. Not all of us were. You had the choice whether or not to be a jerk at that time, and you decided to be a jerk because your mind is small and you wanted to do the thing that you thought was most counter to what Donald Trump liked. It's ridiculous. These these were totally misguided. We didn't know. I've been reflecting on the lack of knowledge thanks to a class I'm coaching at Brown University. Shoot me. <laughs> We've spent several lectures reliving the first year of the pandemic. Are pand you happy, by the way, we're giving more student loan money out yes. uh, to pay people like this to teach things like this? We spent several lectures reliving the first year of the pandemic. Fun course. <laughs> Discussing the many important... You didn't have enough of it? You really want to relive it more in class time? Listen to this. Discussing the many important choices we had to make under conditions of tremendous uncertainty. That's funny. Because I remember um, being there being tremendous uncertainty in not making those choices. Right. Not making choices to torture a kid with masks or keep them uh, at home. You know, the, the choices we made... You condemned people. You some people got arrested. Yeah. You badgered people, lectured people, kept people. You damaged kids. You right. damaged kids. Some kids you are made irretrievable. The decision, you made the decision to keep kids like my kid who was in speech therapy at the time of COVID out of speech therapy classes that they could no longer take in person that they were entitled to under law under with our health insurance. And well, like, she's getting to that, Alice. She's I mean? going to visit that. Some of these choices turned out to be better than others. Take, like all of them? To like take, you were wrong about To take an everything? example close to my own work, there is an emerging, if not universal, consensus that schools in the U.S. were closed for too long. Huh. It's funny, because I remember talking about that emerging consensus <laughs> feeling back in spring of 2020, when we right. were going to be gone for two weeks. There's emerging consensus... The health risks of in-school spread were relatively low. No, you don't say. Whereas the costs to students' well-being and educational progress were high. Hmm. How dare you? How dare you? You know what? We were wrong about all the things we did to destroy an entire generation of kids. I know that you were saying it the whole time, but it was a very confusing time. My COVID experience. Yeah, Morgan says in the chat, my neighbor called the cops on us because we had two friends over outside on a dirt road. Oh, fantastic. Remember when we were standing at our outside in a parking lot birthday party for our friend's mm -hmm. kid where we let the kids eat a cupcake outside in the parking lot near each other and a cop came by to give us masks for mm -hmm. us to put on in between sips of our beverages so that we wouldn't accidentally spread COVID to each other outside in the parking lot? Yep. The latest figures on learn learning loss are alarming. Huh. But in spring and summer 2020, we had only glimmers of information. <laughs> I hate really? so much. Glimmers <gasps> of information that isolating kids, removing them from classrooms, glimmers of information that putting a mask to inhibit breathing, you needed a glimmer of information. It's like the guy who de our house 
wore a mask while deletting the house. That makes sense. Right. Anybody else wearing a mask at any time, anywhere, never made any sense, and we all knew it. Right, and do you remember the articles that they ran, like, well, little kids in countries where women all wear burkas still learn to talk, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing here? Like, and blind kids still learn to talk. I'm sure they'll be fine without seeing a human face for their entire childhood as you send your kid to daycare 60 hours a week with workers that have masks over their face the entire day. I'm sure that'll be fine. Not like there will be a massive IQ drop and massive like speech development issues amongst young children. Glimmers of information. Reasonable people. People, now we're being reasonable. My goodness, these people are so benevolent, aren't they? Church says the gaslighting is unbelievable. Yeah, oh my God. It's incredible. Reasonable people. People who cared about children and teachers advocated on both sides of the reopening debate. <laughs> Wait a second. Why didn't you listen to the other people? You were calling them unreasonable and killers. Another example, when the vaccines came out, we lacked definitive data on the relative efficacies of the Johnson & Johnson shot versus the mRNA options from Pfizer and Moderna. The mRNA vaccines have won out, but at the time, many people in public health were either neutral or expressed a J&J preference. This misstep wasn't nefarious. It was a result of uncertainty. That is rather minor in the whole <laughs> narrative of COVID. Obviously, some people intended to mislead and made wildly irresponsible claims. Remember when the public health community had had to spend a lot of time and resources urging Americans not to inject themselves with bleach? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nobody ever said to inject yourselves with bleach. This is a psychotic in the media who's claiming that Donald Trump said to inject yourselves with bleach. No. You this decided to use that, and you decided to make that a thing that it wasn't. You invented the bleach thing because you want it you needed this trump to be crazy and I unhinged have no freaking patience when they're like upset that people are quote spreading misinformation right. about paul pelosi like because nothing that anybody believes about paul pelosi is any crazier than <laughs> things the left literally believes about trump remember time urging americans not to inject themselves with bleach that i can't believe how is the editor i'd be like if you we not here for any of this? <laughs> I actually had to work with my editors who said, he said to use bleach. He said, one of the editors in the meeting I had every day said, oh, great. Now the president's telling people to use Lysol, to, to uh, ingest Lysol. And I said, he, he said that? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, he actually said that? And he said, well, he essentially said it. And I said, wait a second. Let me look at the transcript of what he said. And I looked at it and he said, there's nothing about Lysol. He didn't say to do ingest speech Lysol. And there is plenty of good context for what Trump was talking about with some other doctor. That was bad. Misinformation was and remains a huge problem. But most errors were made by people who were working in earnest for the good of society. Oh, the noble lies. Who were working for the earnest for the good of society. Not Trump, who was working on the bad of society because he told people to just bleach. Given the amount of uncertainty... Oh, this thing is a one big disclaimer. <laughs> Given the amount of uncertainty... <laughs> Almost every position was taken and on. And I love how it's like all things that they did. It's like, let's forgive yes. each other. Let's forgive all the things we did. <laughs> and you're like, but wait, what did I do? Right. <laughs> right. Right. What do I need to be forgiven for exactly? Given because the amount of uns- It seems like this is mostly things you need to be forgiven right. for. I have been <laughs> like, I have been at the position you're now arriving at. I have been here for two years. 
you're new here. <laughs> and they're like, I'm a big enough person to be able to say that we right. should both forgive. Yes, they're coming here. I'm the Native Americans in this. They're coming here <laughs> saying, I discovered this land. It's like, I've been here since 2020. We're, given the amount of uncertainty, almost every position was taken on every topic. <laughs> and on every topic, someone was eventually proved right. And someone, <laughs> Mostly not my side. <laughs> and someone else was proved wrong. In some instances, the right people were right for the wrong reasons. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, you were happened to be right, but you didn't know how you were right. Yes, you were right about the mask not working, but we didn't know yet that the mask didn't work. I, I uh, When I know the mask didn't work then it's a big epiphany for the world. <laughs> when you know you're just an idiot, it must be yelled at. In other instances, they had a prescient understanding of the available information. Oh, there's that available information again. There was so little of it, you know. Is this like the Wuhan lab thing, too, where it was misinformation and we were completely wrong? Now it turns out we were right before Oh, oh yes. This is freaking beautiful. I can't wait till my show tomorrow. The people who got it right, for whatever reason, may want to gloat. They may want to gloat. <laughs> Those who got it wrong for whatever reason may feel defensive and write an article in the Atlantic is what I'm saying this sense. May feel defensive and retrench into a position that doesn't accord with the facts. All of this gloating and defensiveness continues to gobble up a lot of social energy and drive the culture wars, especially on the internet. These discussions are heated, unpleasant, and ultimately unproductive. Why don't you just say you're sorry, Emily? In the face of so much uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty element of luck. Oh, you and I got it right because of luck. She's now getting it right because she's intelligent. Yes, she's a really good person, so now she's right. Right. And similarly, getting something wrong wasn't a moral failing. Uh, no, it wasn't. You tell that to the uh, 16-year-olds committing suicide now. It wasn't a moral failing on my part that I've destroyed this young person's life. This well, person and when they did believe that people on the right were wrong about some of these things, it sure was a moral failing. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, you're not allowed on social media anymore. Your YouTube channel's locked. Your Facebook account is deleted. And, you know, and it just came out, too, that Intercept has a big piece about how this, you know, even as they were going, they're private platforms. They can do what they homeland want. Security about that how Homeland Security was working with them directly. I mean, like, yep, still are. Yeah. yeah. And this is. It's as clear a violation of the First Amendment as you can get that Homeland Security is dictating what speech can be said on private platforms. Mm -hmm. We have such an unholy marriage between corporations and the government right now. You know what? You're doing a lot of blaming. Emily wouldn't like that. You're right. We didn't know, Alice. We needed the Homeland Security government officials to be uh, cult culling, cultivating online content because there's a lot of unknowns now. So, yeah, you know, so it's funny, Trish says in here um, that, you know, I know it's not very Christian, but I'm not going to start forgiving. But you know what? Like, that's exactly what they do, too, is like, let's be Christ-like and forgive. You don't even freaking believe in Christ. So who are you walking around telling me that I need to be more Christ-like and forgive do, you? Do, do we get one of these for the George Floyd riots across the country and the removing of Christopher Columbus statues and all the other statues. Can we do one of those for this too? As it, you know what, as it, you know what, during the time of Columbus, Alice, there was a lot of misunderstanding and a lack of information, you know? So can we get him back? Can he be, admi can he be uh, cleansed like the people who are in the Atlantic are now? 
And similarly, okay, treating pandemic choices as a scorecard. They were never doing the we're better than you, dumb anti-maskers, right? Mm -hmm. Treating pandemic choices as a scorecard on which some people racked up more points than others is preventing us from moving forward. We're not, no, we're not moving forward because they were so heavily in the wrong and we were so absolutely in the right. Stop that. You're not... The people who got it right, for whatever reason, may want to gloat. Oh, wait, no. I'm Push me back a little bit. Uh, okay. We have to put these fights aside and declare a pandemic amnesty. Do we? We can leave out the willful purveyors of actual misinformation, which is the Atlantic. Well, forgive Wait, so they're, they actually are saying, you know, let's all forgive each other and forget. Except you people who actually pervade in bad information on purpose. Right. Or good information, but that you didn't know that For it was good. For the wrong reasons. Right. 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 Exactly. Uh, we have to declare. We can leave out the willful purveyors of actual misinformation while forgiving the hard calls that people had no choice but to make with imperfect knowledge. There was imperfect knowledge. <laughs> you know, when there's imperfect knowledge, you have license to be mean to people, try to destroy careers and lives. Los Angeles County closed its beaches in the summer of 2020. Now I remember that. I remember making fun of that and criticizing that. The, Emily didn't. Well, she didn't have perfect information That's, yet. It's a, you're absolutely right. Plus, I didn't really know. You know? <laughs> it could have been that COVID could this is right. This is the point. The this surfer. is the point where Tom Shattuck, as editor, um, <laughs> punches <laughs> the um, author. Ex post facto, <laughs> this makes no more sense than my family's masked hiking trips. Hiking trips. Ex post facto, it makes no more sense. <laughs> then it totally made sense. Yeah, no. Arresting the lone surfer way out go. in the ocean yes. on his own. That seemed like the obvious thing at the time, but we just didn't have like totally perfect information. Sir, you alone out there need <laughs> to be in handcuffs now. Why? We don't know, but you do. We don't have perfect information yet, so we have to arrest yes. you. We're sorry. Ex post facto, this makes no more sense than my family's masked hiking trips. But we need to learn from our mistakes and then let them go. <laughs> we need to forgive the attacks too because i thought schools should reopen and argue that kids as a group were not at high risk i was called a teacher killer and a genocidaire it wasn't pleasant when was she for open schools and not when i was it wasn't pleasant but feelings were high and i certainly don't need to dissect and rehash that time for the rest of my days Moving on is crucial now because the pandemic created many problems that we still need to survive to solve. Student test scores have shown historic declines. Huh. <laughs> Who would have thought? Was it the fact that there was no more kids going to school? More so in math than in reading, and more so for students who were disadvantaged at the start. Hmm. We need to collect data, experiment, and invest. Oh, good. That sounds like a bureaucratic irking off that I've heard in quite a while. Is high-dosage tutoring more or less cost-effective than extended school years? Why have some states recovered faster than others? We should focus on questions like these because answering them is how we will help our children you know recover. What? You know no, what we need? Well, how, helping our children recover is never letting you be thought leaders 
and never letting you be elected right. politicians ever. They're going, you know what? You need to forgive us, and then you need to give all the public health idiots more money mm-hmm. to study what went wrong so that we can be better in the future. And the teachers, too. We need to give the schools that refused to open and the teachers' unions that advocated against opening schools for years, literally for two years. Um, and we need to give people like Fauci and his idiotic bureaucrats more money to do these stupid decisions with the AAP where they say that it's fine for kids not to see human faces or be in school or anything else. The idea that we're going to just move on and act like this didn't happen and in fact trust them more than ever is so insane to me. Yes, we need to learn from our mistakes and our mistakes were putting people like you in charge. That was our mistakes. I mean, it Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. It should have been possible for Trump to, um, you know, overcome some of these things. He did make a lot of good decisions on this stuff. In you know, he wanted to reopen earlier to mm-hmm. his credit. He talked about firing Fauci, like a lot of these things. But, you know, ultimately he did put his trust in those people too much. And we're going to get to those people in a moment, Alice. Many people have neglected their health care over the past several years. Notably, routine vaccination rates for, rates for children for measles, pertussis, etc. are way down. Rather than debating the role that messaging about COVID vaccines had in this decline, hmm. we need to put all our energy into bringing these rates back up. Pediatricians and public health officials will need to work together on community outreach. And politicians will need to consider school mandates. Mm. That, that will go well, I think. I think so, too. There's nobody that has more. Um, and then they can, and then the schools can work with the teachers' unions to craft exactly how that's going to look. The standard saying is that those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. But dwelling on the mistakes of history can lead to a rep- repetitive doom loop as well. Yeah. Let's acknowledge. Stop looking back at my mistakes. Yes. Let's acknowledge that we made complicated choices. Oh, do I get to use that one? Do I get a complicated choices uh, card I can use? Let's acknowledge the fact that we made complicated choices in the face of a deep uncertainty and then try to work together to build back and move forward. What a good person she is. She's willing to forgive us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unless we were uh, 
distributing misinformation on purpose. I have to make a complicated choice now. Okay? I know. I think you're a complicated you can choice. Oh, no, you can't. No, move. I'm going to stay here. Okay. And right I'm just going to keep streaming for a little bit, talk a little more about a few more things. And uh, then we're going to go trick-or-treating. The Shattucks are going to go trick-or-treating like you guys probably are, too. Let me switch the camera to be this one, to be just me. And then... Um, yeah, Tommy New Hampshire, the ones that posted beach videos were exceptional. Yes, the um the the way that teachers and public health bureaucrats and everything else behave during the pandemic really is, you know, why people don't trust them anymore. And the idea that the way to rebuild that trust is to give them more of our money while they do whatever it is that they think they're going to do to repair the mess that they created is really kind of a special way of thinking about this. But Anyway, so that's on COVID. Also, the experts are now, they have other things that they've moved on to. As you know, um, they don't want us using gas stove hookups. That's a big problem, as you know, like all this green energy stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and now you've heard of fast fashion, I assume. I think we've talked about this on this show. I know Tom has on his show. But um, the New York Times also wants us to know about uh, fast furniture. So basically, like, fast fashion is cheap clothes. Like, when you have, um, like, H&M or even Old Navy is probably fast fashion now. Lots of um, lots of these brands where the clothing are cheap and, um, and doesn't last very long. And it's not good for the environment to buy fast fashion clothes. So this has been a thing with green energy people for a while where you should buy like solidly made long lasting clothes. so You don't throw out as much stuff. It is a really huge problem actually in the fashion industry. There's lots, there's so much clothing thrown out. Like even when you donate clothes, bags of clothes to donation bins or whatever, a lot of it ends up being, um, it gets made like nobody wants to wear it. There's way too much clothing on the earth. A lot of it gets made into like automotive rags, um, it, stuffing for cushions. So speaking of stuffing for cushions, actually, um, a lot of that goes into this clothes, into this furniture that's like fast furniture. So all these places, I mean, like I buy a ton of furniture on Wayfair, even it's cheap, it's junk, it's like, but you know, we have kids, they wreck everything. I'm not going to get them something expensive that they're going to ruin. And then I can get something that's a style that I want, have it for a few years, the kids ruin it, and then I buy something else. So the New York Times wrote about this today, about how, um, you know, a home was outfitted with ready to ship pieces from Pottery Barn, Crate and Barrel, Ethan Allen, vendors that have higher price points, use higher price materials and have sustainability pledges. But environmentalists still consider them fast furniture because their pieces are mass produced. And so uh, this family has decided that they're going to hand make all their furniture anyway, uh, out of solid wood, they're going to carve it. So, I mean, I suppose that might be more sustainable, but I'm not sure that that's like actually a practical choice for the vast majority of people in the world uh, to create their own furniture by hand. But I mean, like, it's a nice idea. Our, my son's learning to whittle, so I suppose he could take it up and carve us some furniture out of trees in our yard. But I'm not sure that that's like going to have the same level of practicability for most people in the United States. I mean, people buy cheap furniture because it's cheap. And to be honest, like we use our cheap furniture for a long time and reuse it a lot. 
Uh, Morgan says he has a hemp hoodie that's lasted him 10 years. I'm with you, Morgan. I wear my clothes a really long time. I still own some clothes that I owned like in middle school and high school, to be honest with you, that I just like if something's fine, I don't throw it out. So I guess that makes me like pretty sustainable. Yeah. But this idea that we all need to buy expensive stuff. Trish writes in the chat, my sister raised five boys. She went through at least five living room sets. No way was she going to pay a lot for furniture. Absolutely. Our last living room set which I think was a sofa and a love seat. And we just basically pick our furniture by like, what's the biggest possible piece of furniture we can get for the least amount of money. And whether that's like Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or one of these fast furniture places like Wayfair, we have a huge sectional that is so cheap and junky, but you know, a like, it doesn't make me sad when the kids write on it in a Sharpie or, like, cut one of the cushions with a pair of scissors or whatever because our kids are psychos and they destroy everything. So, I, you know, I'm just – but then I'm not upset about it. Then just five years later, I get a new living room set and it's fine. And I know that's, like, really wasteful and bad, but that's how the cookie crumbles. We're just going to do it. But, you know, it's this stuff that they're into, uh, this – like we all need to be so sustainable and not do the cheapest option is just not practical for people, in particular, the people that they claim to be worried about, the people who are, I guess we should say, like less fortunate in life. Um, people buy cheaper things because they can't afford more expensive things. That's always been the argument with the fast fashion is like, I mean, I'm sure the poor people would shop at the expensive stores that make you know, high quality, long lasting things if they could afford it. But they're not doing it on purpose to hurt the environment. It's just how it goes. So, you know, it, it's elitism in another form. But that's I'm sure it's going to be mandated at some point here because this is how they operate. They're going to go through and they're going to claim that their stuff is so much better. And then a lot of times, too, it turns out it's not even actually better. Like the solar panel stuff turns out not to be better because it has all this like lithium battery waste and stuff that's so bad for the environment you know um and the what's the one um like the grocery bags the reusable grocery bags unless you use them like a hundred times it's actually better for the environment just to use the thin plastic bag because it takes so much less petroleum products to make it it's none of this stuff actually works out the way that they claim it does in the long term and I bet you the same thing is going to be true of the fast fashion and the fast furniture I don't know that it is more sustainable to get the the big expensive furniture in the long term who knows um so I don't know it's just more stuff like this from um from all these people I'm looking to see if there's a question in the chat why is singing lesson tonight does the teacher hate Halloween well it's only 4 30 so uh, you know I didn't I probably could have canceled it but I did not so there was school too there's all the things but yeah trick-or-treating's not until like five-ish we'll head out there but after that I'm gonna get the rest of the kids ready um take them all trick-or-treating uh I don't know what your kids are being for Halloween. We have Ginny Weasley from Harry Potter. We have a dinosaur. We have a Roblox noob. And we have a Mickey Mouse dressed as a pumpkin. So lots of fun costumes this year. I'm in trouble with my kids because I won't let them be anything scary. I know that that's like kind of a a mean mom thing, but I just don't like them dressing up as anything really 
creepy and evil seeming. I did know one family in the town we used to live in that dressed their kid as like a creepy dead Victorian doll where their child looked like a dead child. Like, I just don't like that. I don't think kids should be dressed as anything horrible. I, I don't know. I think it's, um, I think it's bad. I think images have power and you don't want your kids to, uh, be walking around looking like they're a dead thing or something evil, but I don't know. What do I know? I'm just unfun mom. So there you go. Anyways, I don't know if I had any other topics to cover really today. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else in the chat, but let me see. Do I have the chat chat? I don't know if I have. There's a few chat chat messages. Let me see if I can play them from this computer. Um, let's see. Hey, Alice and Tom. This is Dana from Maine. Hey, Dana. Been in Massachusetts for about a week now. Heading oh. back soon. But I wanted to report in. I went up to Newburyport and um, nice. saw some Biden signs and Black Lives Matter signs. Oh, yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. But when I look around town, like, <laughs> I think something's wrong. <laughs> They're missing a DEI officer. There's no doubt. That is. I don't a- know what you think. Hmm. I don't know, Jane. I know there's uh, lots of big liberals in Newburyport. So, but uh, not so much in like Salisbury and places like that. I see a lot more other signs. I'm going to probably let you take on the chat chat because I played it from here, but I don't know how the audio comes out when there I do it that way. There was a new one from Dana who's oh, really? in Maine who's oh. been in Massachusetts. You but, played it from over there? Kind of, but I, I don't know how the audio came out. Check one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had previewed it, Alice. I was going to wait for there to be more. But if there's a new one. There was a new one. Okay. All right. All right. There's a guy down the street who is, who is putting, uh, police tape the entire length of his property. Hmm. I assume that's to repel trick-or-treaters from getting anywhere near the perimeter. And I respect it. Is it it. the crazy guy with all the decorations? No, no. I think he wants trick-or-treaters. Not for a good reason. Anyway. Hey, Alice and Tom. This is Dana from Maine. Hey, Dana. Been in Massachusetts for about a week now. Heading back soon. But I wanted to report in. I went up to Newburyport and um, saw some Biden signs and Black Lives Matter signs. Oh, yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. But when I look around town, like, I think something's wrong. <laughs> They're missing a DEI officer. There's no doubt. That is. Let me a, know what you think. That is a great observation. Wow. Yes. Uh, Black Lives Matter signs are basically the only representation of Black Lives you're going to get up in Newburyport. There's no doubt, no doubt about that. There aren't too many Black Lives living there uh, currently. But they're really good people there. If you want to ask, if you need to know, they're really, really good people. Um, as a matter of fact, they were, those people decided to break their COVID curfew to celebrate in the streets when Biden won. We drove past, mm-hmm. remember? They also had a Black Lives Matter rally, if you recall. Right. Um, around the same time that Baker completely cracked down right. on rallies. So I believe I have video of it. I can help him with his costume we'll, we'll momentarily. Find it. We're almost done, Anson. Oh, you want to hear something scary? 
Your 401k. <laughs> we even have a 401k. I don't even think we have any. We have got both. We raid them frequently, though. So. Yeah. Uh, so that is it for the shot chat, Albie. Um, did we do? Did we already do the the? Um... He said they're not hearing the shot chat. When I played it, they can't hear it. When I played it, they could hear it. When you played it, they can't. Really? That's what they said. There's no way. No. How can that possibly be? When I, I mean, I have all the audio go through this board, so they must have heard it. What do I have as my audio? Well, are you not getting audio from the... Oh, did my computer change its setting? Maybe it did. Oh, you're not sending the audio oh. anymore? Oh. How did it change in the middle of the show? Because you were playing audio earlier, weren't you? Or no, were you not? Oh... Let me take a look. Let me take a look. Oh, this is terrible. This has been a mess today, this show. No, it's coming out. So why didn't the shot chat come out? Guys, can you hear that music? I do see, at the 30-minute mark, I do see some dead air. Were you silent for a bit? I was playing stuff, but I don't know if you would have been able to hear it, but I was streaming it. All right, so it would have been dead air here. So this is... Can you guys hear this? Music? It's they cool. said it echoed when I did it. Yeah, because it was coming out my speakers and... Yeah. But now Maybe they, we should give up today, Tom. <laughs> I'm, I, that worries me because actually this, is, this should be working just they fine. They said they can't, but I see it, I feel like. Okay, let me play this again and you tell me if you get it. Hey, Alice and Tom, this is Dana from Maine. Guys, see they say no. Been in Massachusetts you guys can't hear for about that. a week now, heading back soon. It's coming, it's showing up. But I wanted to report in. Playing. I went up to Newburyport and um, saw some Biden signs and Black Lives Matter signs. You can't hear this, fine. guys, right? Are they saying no? I guess so. Um, That's crazy. Am I not getting the line in? Can you check that the line in is plugged in properly up there? It's this one over here. Well, yep. you're getting everything else, aren't you? I I mean, you, I don't know. What got, else did you play today? I got the music. You got? You getting that? No, I don't think it's pulling in from the line in. Yeah, but aren't we? No, we're, we're probably not. I'm probably getting the audio somewhere else. My camera's all over the place. Oh, they're watching and not listening. That's why. Okay. Okay, we have it. They're getting it. They got us, right? Yeah, but I think they were getting it from my computer mic. I don't think they oh, were is it getting it. Just through the room. Yeah, because okay. I don't think I have the line in. I'm glad and now my camera's messed up too. I don't know. Oh, why you're the line getting salty. Working. All right, we should maybe bail for today. I think it's working. I wanted now. to. Oh, is it? I wanted to play the Starbucks kid. Should I not? Well, I don't know. Are they getting audio? I still don't see a line in on my audio device. Okay. So they're not getting uh, right, but I okay. So but, I mean, my camera's pointing at nothing now. Anyway, maybe we should call it a day on the show today. Yeah, but it, but I mean, I know that these guys. It sucks for them, but there is a, a an audio podcast. Yeah, but it has me playing audio that's not in there. What's the audio that you play? Dead air, chat chat stuff. Okay, okay. So yeah. I mean. Okay, this is yeah, a bit of a Yeah, they said the audio sounds wrong today. That's because it's coming through this because for whatever reason this is not getting your audio. That it's yeah. Your okay, so 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 I don't even know if I'm going to put up this episode to be honest because this video is all over the place. 
Okay. I mean, it. I mean, I think it's probably worth putting up. If there's, it's something. I mean, but I'm gonna put it up. My audio. Well, but I don't know what that. I mean, okay, that's fine. The only problem is, huh, there's some anomalies. All right, happy Halloween. We'll see you guys in a bit. Okay, and I'm gonna, play, right. I'm gonna play the. Uh, we'll exit. do a better show tomorrow, guys. They can't hear that exit music. The audio listeners can. So oh. You can- Anyway, we will talk to you tomorrow for sure. You can go to burnbrowpodcast.com and find um, all the normal places to listen. You can find us on YouTube, Rumble, maybe not this episode, we'll see. And uh, yeah, anywhere else you like to listen to podcasts. Happy Halloween. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.